This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Cynthia Freeland's joining us now on 98.7 ESPN. Cynthia, how you doing? I mean, I just heard my theme music. It's a Friday night. It's Labor Day weekend. Everything is great. It is. It is great. Uh, and we are just six days away from the NFL season kicking off with the Detroit Lions, your Detroit Lions, uh, going up against the Kansas yes. City Chiefs. Kansas City is favored well, by six and a half. The over-under is at 54. I've been telling folks, my play here is the over at 54. No Chris Jones with that Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, and these are two offenses that very well could be quite explosive this season. Uh, if you were to have a play in this first game, to kick off the 2023 NFL season. What would it be, Cynthia? I like a Travis Kelsey touchdown. The Mm -hmm. Lions are notoriously bad against tight ends. And I think when I'm looking at this one and, like, who's going to start at linebacker and what's going on in that middle third of the field, I just think it is Travis Kelsey touchdown time, baby. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um you know, I, I said this. I said this earlier. I think it's for me. I I don't really go crazy in regard to like the amount of money I spend gambling no. on the NFL season until at least week four. I I just I feel like we <laughs> need the first three weeks to play out until we really have a good grip on these teams identities and, and how well or how poorly right. they're going to play. Right. My, my time frame is, is three weeks. Is that, is that yours? Is yours less? Is it more? How do you feel about that? Well, I'm like a math person, right? So like four weeks is usually about it because, you know, you got about like, you know, between 50 and 60 plays like on each side of the ball. So for me, I like to get it up over 200. So it usually takes about four games, just, you know, in general. But three so, games is probably fine too. <laughs> so, so you're saying four games. I'm saying three games. Yeah. I mean, uh, but, potato, potato at this point. Right, right. But, but I, I will say this: there, there are quite a few games that I've already gone to the window on. Uh, one is being the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this line opened up at three and a half. It moved to four. It moved to four and a half. It's all up to five now. Going up against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sure a big reason why. No Jonathan Taylor. Uh, more so for me, I'm just not a big fan uh, or believer in Anthony Richardson right now. I, I think I look at him very similar to Trey Lance. Not a lot of experience at University of Florida. Game's going to move really fast for him. I think the offense is going to be very vanilla. Uh, and this Jacksonville Jaguars defense isn't half bad. I, I see Jacksonville like blowing the Colts out of the water. So I, I yeah. this might be my favorite play. I'm going to lay the five with the Jacksonville. I mean, even I yeah. might even, I, I would even play this up to six and a half, Cynthia. The over-under yeah. is at 45. What say you? Yeah, I completely agree. Look, it's not to like disparage Anthony Richardson because it's not really his fault. Like this mm-hmm. is kind of a mess, right? Like, you know, the Jonathan Taylor situation being what it is. When your GM comes out and says, and I quote, this sucks, like, that's not great, right? So, you know, it's not really Anthony Richardson's fault. I'm with you that I think their learning curve is going to be, you know, this is not the game to think that it, he's going to get it all down. He only had 13 starts in Florida. So, 
I'm with you. I think more than a touchdown is very reasonable. However, I will say, like, if you are a Colts fan, you know, the things to look for that are good signs are perhaps, like, you know, understanding how to take care of the ball, right? Don't taking, you know, not taking sacks or not necessarily, like, interceptions, like, like taking care of the football. So it's just a different quotient for what you're looking for. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's the, the, the final score is going to – I feel like the the Jags here have a significant advantage, especially because the question for the Jags for me is a lot about their O line, especially without Cam Richardson, uh, Cam Robinson, excuse me, at the left tackle position, and I don't think they have anyone that's going to really challenge that in this matchup. Another game I've already gone to the window on is the Washington Commanders at home at seven under. The over under is at thirty nine. Crowd, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, going up against an Arizona Cardinals team that, uh, dare I use the word, tanking this season, right? <laughs> Dobbs expected to be the starting quarterback. They cut Colt McCoy. They don't have Murray. They traded a number of players uh, as they got closer to the cut line in regard to their starting roster. Um, this is an Arizona Cardinals team. They're on the clock for next season more than they are um, preparing for a Washington Commanders team. So I love Washington here. I got them at six and a half. They're now at seven. Would not be surprised if this line goes to seven and a half at kickoff, if not more. Yeah. What say you? Yeah. Oh, I think it's probably closer to like nine or 10, even. Mm-hmm. I, the, the, you know, can you please tell me what it means when the coach was like, did you arrive on the bus or did you drive yourself? Like, I was like, well, sometimes you drive yourself and sometimes we take the bus. Like, I didn't understand that whole idea that he, you know, Jonathan Gannon was saying about that. But, right. you know, it was, it, was, it was actually pretty funny. But, I mean, I think what he was trying to say is, like, are you part of the team or are you, like, an individual? I don't, I actually, I'm not even 100% sure. But um, <laughs> this is a team where if you getting O-linemen this late in the game, like, things are, are, are a mess. And if you're claiming O linemen off waivers after the 53 gets set for other teams, like this is just like they they they're I don't know if they're necessarily tanking, but they're certainly not like taking this season as the one where they're you know I don't think Jonathan Gannon's saying, hey, Mr. Bidwell, um, will you judge me on this on this season, right? I think he's saying, let's like you know figure out the key positions that we need to figure out and then like build around that for next year. So, um, <laughs> in fact, uh, so, so in, 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 in a number of my fantasy football drafts, uh, I, I, I don't typically carry two, two defenses, uh, but I, but I've been drafting two defenses because I, I, who doesn't want to play the commanders week one against Arizona. Right. I right. Mean, I I'm with you. I'm with you. And I also want to play Antonio Gibson because he feels like, the type of running back that Eric Bieniemy is going to like be like go like because you know I think there was something like you know he was said he, he was said to be coaching them hard and Antonio Gibson was like I like that I like that you're coaching us hard and so for me that means in this situation especially if you're potentially going to be having such a, a commanding lead pun intended then mm-hmm. I want Antonio Gibson in this matchup for sure. I hear you, Cynthia Freeland, joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Probably one of my favorite bets, I don't know if we're going to agree here, is the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, plus two and a half. Um, 
with the 49ers coming to town, listen, I know how good that defense is. I know what, how great they look on paper, but here's the thing, Cynthia, I want to have this conversation with you. How is it that in this day and age, 31 teams passed up on Brock Purdy seven times? How the (laughs) heck did that happen? Some of them more than that. I mean, some of them had way more picks than just seven. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm just saying seven rounds. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you're I right. Uh, there, there were a number of teams that had you know more than one pick in in Multiple certain picks. rounds. Right. Exactly. 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 So how, how did that happen? How that happen? I mean, my bigger problem with the 49ers is that Mike McGlinchey is now a Denver Bronco. And O-lines actually really matter a ton. And especially early in the season. Like, if you had to say, and, and I've done a ton of math on this, you had to look at one thing that was like, hey, what's the biggest predictor of success? And O-lines actually, like, really, really matter in that case, right? So that's more my problem because this, this defensive front against that O-line feels a little bit more ominous than maybe a different game would, right? If they, if the Niners were playing, let's call it the Rams, even I love Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald notwithstanding, but the rest of that Rams defense isn't scary. So that would feel a little different, right? Than if you're playing, uh, you know, TJ Watt, um, you know, like the entire front that the Steelers are able to put out <laughs> like every single year. Like they have like the craziest front seven and – that seems a little dicey for me. I'm with you. Oh, wow. Well, that's great. That makes me feel better. You. Um, might be do one you of my... have the Giants upsetting the Cowboys? Because I do. I'm not there yet. Wait a minute. You, you've, oh, you, okay. you, you've already okay. fast-forwarded okay. to the last chapter of this book. What are you doing? What are you doing? We're not... We're not... Because you're an adventure, you know? We're All right. Let's go there. Uh, yeah. So this might be my second favorite play, and that is the Giants. Uh, the Giants are at home. They're a three-point dog. I'm going to play them. I'm going to buy the hook. I'll buy them up to plus three and a half. I'm also going to play them on the money line at plus 140. Yes. I think, I think they upset the Dallas Cowboys uh, on Sunday night. I'm not going to be very popular in Dallas, but mm. I actually have Dallas missing the playoffs because the Giants feel their spot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And part of that is because of this week one game. If you look at those moves, um, Boogie Basham, uh, really good pass rusher. This mm-hmm. guy's tricky. And they already, we're already good up front. So you're, like, getting more value in an area of extreme need. Then you had Isaiah Simmons. And, look, I understand that Arizona didn't necessarily know how to use Isaiah Simmons, but go back and watch his Clemson film. Go Google it, all you Giants fans. And he literally played like seven or eight different positions. This guy is a multi-tool kind of guy. You know what Wink likes to do? But all the Giants do is look, and you know what Isaiah Simmons is going to be really helpful in? The blitz. So for me, this one's like, hey, sneak attack. We all know Micah Parsons is good. Already been good. Got it. Understood. They've got some good pieces on their defense. I love a good Dan Quinn defense, but I think that I'm actually going to give the advantage to the Giants. I ran all my models. The Giants straight up beat them in my models. How about that? Giants straight up beating the Dallas Cowboys Fine, baby. Uh, on Sunday night football. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the same thing. I've already gone to the window, got them at plus three and a half, and got them on the money line at plus 140. Last but not least... Uh, the Jets going up against the Buffalo Bills. Now, this line, very interesting. Open at one, 
It's jumped up to one and a half. It's now at two and a half. The Buffalo Bills favored two and a half here in New York against the Jets. I just I just don't think that this is the game that's going to suit the Jets and that offensive line well just to start off the season. Yeah. I, I think that there's going to be some growing pains here. A lot yeah. of these guys learning this new system. I just, I, I think this is going to be some tough sledding for the Jets. So I, I like the Bills at minus two and a half. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game. I wouldn't play it at three, but at two and a half, I'll take the Bills. Which, by the way, full disclosure, I already went to the window with them at one, one and a half. Oh, well, good for you for getting that. But look, I, I'm with you. Look, I, I I would love it if Von Miller were playing to feel a little bit more certain about this, but here are the pieces of the Bills' defense that are different from last season. Number one, both safeties are back. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, they're back. Number two, Tredavious White, who wasn't 100% at maybe any point last season, he's back to 100%. So now you've got three of the four starting kind of defensive backs that are more different. I mean, you know, better from last season, right? And number two, you have a different defensive coordinator. The, you know, Sean McDermott is now going to be the head coach and also the defensive play caller. And what I really think he's going to do is not necessarily always play five defensive backs. Like if you, they played over 94% of the time, five defensive backs last season. So teams knew what they were looking at. They knew kind of what they were going to see. But I don't necessarily think it's going to look like that this season. They've got some questions at certain positions at linebacker with Tremaine Edmonds now in Chicago that is going to change the way that that, that looks, the, the different looks and the different formations look like. So especially week one when I don't know necessarily the chemistry of the pass catchers with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, look, I, I know we saw it on, on hard knocks or whatever, but if you don't have a lot of time, Remember last season when Aaron Rodgers didn't have a lot of time and through week eight, he was like the guy leading the league in passes thrown at or behind the line of scrimmage. So we do know he will do that, but I don't know. Like, I just don't think this, this ain't it. This ain't the game where you're going to get like the full Aaron Rodgers just effect yet. You need to give it a few more weeks to get kind of get the full effect going. I hear you. Nice to know that we are uh, both on the same page. Cynthia Freeland joining us here. We are so aligned. We are so aligned, which is very nice. Makes me, uh, I'm going to sleep well tonight. Uh, 800-919-3776, the phone number if you want to get on board. Cynthia, before we let you go, um, is there a futures bet out there that you like? So, for example, one of my favorite futures bets is the Pittsburgh Steelers over I want to say it's seven and a half or eight and a half wins I think it's seven yep. and I think it's seven and a half I want to believe um nine that is, is like that's it'd be weird to think other yeah so that's that's yeah. one of my that's one of my favorite futures bets that is out there is uh, is, no, it's eight, is I'm sorry it's it's eight and a half so the Pittsburgh Steelers eight, over eight, under nine. eight Doesn't and a matter. half yeah great nine is is the number so, yeah. you know one that I really like that I feel like people are sleeping on and I feel like the value is absolutely there is the Seahawks to make it to the playoffs. And the mm-hmm. Seahawks, actually Seahawks to appear in the Super Bowl is a very interesting bet. Think about the NFC just in general, right? Eagles have a really hard schedule. The Eagles were there obviously last year and the Niners, people are like, oh, it's going to be like Niners and Chiefs. That's like everybody's Super Bowl bet. My Super Bowl bet, yeah, well, it's, Seahawks and Bills, which is very interesting. 
That is I, interesting. Yeah. Which um, I like the Seahawks. I do too. Which, by the way, I have them winning the division. You know, um, I have them. I have them winning the division over the 49ers, which I'm looking at the odds right now. So you could get them at plus two thirty. Seattle Seahawks winning the Perfect. NFC West over the 49ers. 49ers are favored at minus one ninety. With a quarterback, the thirty-one teams passed up on him uh, more than at least seven times. <laughs> at least seven times. Some teams even more than seven times. Um, uh, <laughs> so give me give me the Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC West at plus two thirty. I, like I do like that that futures bet as well. And folks, uh, you've got a good six days to get these in before, of course, the NFL season kicks off. Cynthia, always great having you join us on the program. We're, we're just so blessed, and uh, I love you so much, girl. Thank you so much. I love you so much. And you know what? I think people at home need to know just, like, how good of an actual human being and friend you are. So I just <laughs> want to make sure, like, double, triple say it. Like, this is a real one. Like, who you are hearing on this radio here is, like, the actual human being who you hear, like, in real life. Actually, even better in real life, but you know, you know, so people are like very nice in the radio and mean in real life. Like you're like even nicer <laughs> than Barnes. You're so sweet. Uh, have a fantastic Labor Day weekend, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, babe. You got it. Cynthia Freeland uh, just kicks butt, takes names. One of the best uh, on the NFL Network, let alone. Uh, on all our airwaves. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. Still a lot more coming your way. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. You're listening to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. We've got quite a few calls. Holding on, let's get to you guys. Let's go to, uh, is it L in Lodi? Yes, it is. What's up, Mama? <laughs> I am What's excited up, Papa? Listen, I am so excited to talk to you because I'm such a big fan and, and I've listened to you all the time and I, with what life, work, and everything else. I never had a chance to actually call in. And for the first time, I'm getting in to talk to you. Listen, you are awesome. Oh, awesome. thank you. That's very, Let me that's very sweet. Blessings, oh, thank you. Blessings to your mama down in Florida. <laughs> Listen, I hope she's doing good down there. All is good. So, real quick, I know you got a lot of people to get to. So, I want your over-under, okay, on my fantasy lineup. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me plus 300 minus 200. I don't know. So here real quick. Right. And then I'll hang up and listen to your, listen to your uh, opinion. So my quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and I got Kirk Cousins on the bench. My three running backs, Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker III. I got Lockett and Ayuk as my receivers. I got Darren Waller as my tight end. I got Justin Tucker and the Steelers as my defense. I was number two out of a 12-man league with a full PPR. What do you think, Mama? All right. So, and, and L, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, the, the one thing that really sticks out to me is, is the fact that you've got Darren Waller as your tight end. I, I love it. Um, I know there's a high risk reward there. And um, I, I just, I, I think, I think the reward is higher than the risk and the risk is, can he stay healthy? Uh, and if he can, he's just going to be a complete stud and a cl- complete beast in this Giants offense. So love that. Um, I think folks are sleeping on Lockett. Um, I, I like that pick as well. Ayuk, I think there's a lot of mouths to feed in that 49ers offense, uh, but there's a, a lot of love for Ayuk. I, I can't say that I have him on I want to say I have three fantasy drafts that I've partici- participated in so far. I don't have him. Uh, I just there were some other guys that were available around his uh, his area uh, of where he was available that I went with. In regard to your running backs, obviously uh, Austin Eckler. I'm assuming that you drafted him number two overall. Um, not huge on that. I would have either gone just Justin Jefferson or uh, Jamar Chase, just personally. Uh, but just because we're hearing that Eckler's usage is going to take a dip this season we will see you never know it's an explosive offense Uh, listen at the end of the day you can't you're not going to lose with Austin Eckler that's for sure I'm all about ATN um I think folks are sleeping on ATN as well I think Jacksonville is going to be in a position where uh, they're going to move the ball at will they don't play in a very a very competitive division and I think ATN is going to have an opportunity to score more touchdowns this season than he has in years past. Um, I do like the Walker pick as well. I, I just I think you're sitting with 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 running backs that a lot of people are trying to fade this season, and I'm not so bought in on the fade, right? Um, love Trevor Lawrence. Kirk Cousins always finishes in the top ten in fantasy football, uh, in regard to quarterbacks. So uh, he's, he's a legit and a solid backup quarterback. The fact that you got Justin Tucker tells me that you drafted a kicker too soon. I typically wait. I take my kicker, the last pick in the draft. And the fact that you got the Steelers defense, I want to assume that you, you reached for a defense too soon. Kicker, last pick defense, second to last pick. That's typically my motto and how I roll. But all in all, you know, I think this is a solid fantasy team. Um, I think you could have done better at the wide receiver position. Um, and maybe you could have done better if maybe um, you you didn't pick a, a defense and a kicker too soon. Just my two cents. Uh, let's go to John in a car. John, welcome in. Hey, what's up, Anita? It's uh, John. I 
just wanted to call. I got I had a draft tonight. Just wanted to call and ask about uh, three receivers that I had taken. Uh, okay. See if they have any production. Uh, I got Zay Flowers late in the draft. Love it. Um, I heard, Love it. heard good things about him. Uh, yep. I also took a risk on Jalen Hyatt. I don't know if anybody really picked him, but he was like one of the last receivers available, so, so I just kind of took a shot on him. So really, so really quick before you go any further, is Paris Campbell available? Paris Campbell was not available when I took Jalen Hyatt, but that was definitely okay. queued up. Because because here here's the thing: no, nobody's talking about Paris Campbell. Um, and I think Paris Campbell is going to have the second most targets in this offense. You know, everybody's and, and don't get me wrong. I love Jalen Hyatt. Love Jalen Hyatt. I think Jalen Hyatt's going to be a complete beast. Fantastic. He's going to, you know, his speed. He's going to he's going to take the top off. I, I just I, I think I think Paris Campbell is the if there's a wide receiver in this Giants offense you want to have on your fantasy roster. It's Campbell over Hyatt. But if you're telling me that Campbell was already gone, then, yeah, I understand. Uh, lastly, yeah, thank you. But last point, I have. Uh, I, I also took a shot on, maybe I picked him too soon, but it was Hollywood Brown. Uh, I know they have a bad, the bad quarterback situation with Kyler Murray, but do you think there's any solid production out of Marquise Brown or any uh, Arizona receiver with everything going on there? Uh, unfortunately, I do not. Uh, I will give you a nugget. And that nugget is Demario Douglas. Uh, if he is available, pull your call, car over and, and, and pick him up right now on your fantasy roster. Um, I'm hearing amazing things about Demario Douglas, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. Uh, they've been trying to stash him, hide him away. They've been trying to keep him under wraps, very hush-hush. Throughout the po- throughout the preseason, and everything that I'm hearing is that uh, this guy is a complete stud, and is going to be, uh, uh, e- whether it's maybe it won't be the first game or the second game, but at some point in time this season will develop into a, a pretty big stud for the New England Patriots, and so that is a guy that I would rather have on my roster. Um, over Jalen Hyatt. Just FYI. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Justin in Queens. Justin, you're up. How you doing, Anita? Good evening. Well, me and my partner, we, we had a little difference on our picks. We started with the eighth pick. We took Bijan. We kept Garrett Wilson in our second round. And on the third round coming around, my partner loves Jalen Hurts. And I hated it. Now I'd be a Giants fan just to get a quarterback that early. How do you feel about that? Yeah, listen, um, and, and thanks for the phone call. I I participated in the Fantasy Football Marathon mock draft, and that was the quarterback that uh, um, Adam Schefter took over uh, over um, uh, Josh Allen. So there's there's some folks out there that are really really high on on Hertz. Um, I I personally have been wanting Lamar Jackson, and I've been waiting for rounds four and five to take him. I don't typically like taking a quarterback that early, but I I'm expecting big things from Lamar Jackson this season. I think it's going to be a much different offense, and so I I think there's a lot that he's going to be able to offer in the passing game and still continue to offer in the rushing game. 
So that's the quarterback that I've been targeting, like I said, in rounds four or five. But Jalen Hurts has been going in the third round. So if that's the quarterback that your your uh, your partner wanted, uh, you needed to draft him at that point. He wouldn't have been available probably if, if you would not have drafted him there. And again, Adam Schefter is really high on him this season. I know a lot of people are. So um, at the end of the day, you got yourself a top four quarterback in fantasy football. And so you got to be happy about that. Uh Quick break. We come back with um, with some more uh, gambling and, and, and also fantasy football uh, advice for you. As I know, a lot of folks are, are gearing up for all their fantasy football drafts throughout the weekend. And, of course, leading into uh, week one, game one, Thursday night, Kansas City going up against the Detroit Lions. Also, we'll hear from Lee Sterling giving you some more college football picks and plays uh, coming your way right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I just want to give you, uh, get you up to speed on some of the, the, uh, the scores tonight uh, in Major League Baseball. How about this? The Yankees took care of the Houston Astros 6-2. So uh, some of the young guns up for the minors. Okay, Dominguez, Wells, Pereira, um, Peraza. So one, two, three, four. Five. How about that? Five rookies in the lineup tonight, and they take care of the Houston Astros 6-2 uh, with Verlander pitching. He went six innings, gave up eight hits, six runs, uh, four home runs, and only had three strikeouts. So how about that? So big shout-out to the Young Guns and the Yankees beating the Astros 6-2. Also, uh, the Mets beat the Mariners Tonight, 2-1. Uh, very impressive, considering this is a Seattle Mariners team that uh, has been really, really hot so far this season. And uh, and especially uh, as of late, is a big push and a big run to see who's going to win uh, that uh, American League West division. Seattle now, uh, they are 76-58. and 58. The Astros are 77-59. and 59. And uh, in the in the uh, Texas Rangers are 75 and 59. So uh, this is going to be fun to see how this all pans out between the Mariners, the Astros and the Rangers, even though, again, uh, the Astros lost to the Yankees tonight. I do like the Astros to win the American League West uh, and uh, and you could get them. I want to say right now they're at like plus 220 to win the American League West. I believe that is the case. So. We still have a lot more coming your way. Uh, it is college football week one. The biggest game on tap this weekend is uh, is LSU going up against um, FSU. Uh, you've got one of the best defenses in college football going up against arguably one of the most explosive offenses in the AFC. Lee Sterling and I break that down next right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. Lee Sterling joins us from Paramount Sports. It's been a hot second. Lee, can you believe it? Somebody pinched me. I'd say football season's here, but we know it was here last week because Notre Dame was playing in Dublin. I won that for sure, um, <laughs> which was great. But, man. Uh, this really is the week 
Football's here. It's 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 going to be front and center all day tomorrow afternoon. So really thrilled to have you on with us here on 98.7 ESPN. How are you doing, my friend? I'm great. You know, we go back from the Miami days. So uh, who knows? Maybe the Canes are back finally, 20 years later. <laughs> maybe. Maybe the Canes are back. Again, Lee Sterling joining us here from, uh, from Paramount Sports. Make sure you check him out, ParamountSports.com. Uh, let's talk about the big game this weekend. Uh, LSU going up against FSU. LSU favored by two and a half. I'm leaning towards FSU here. Uh, I love Jordan Travis. I'll tell you that uh, in this passing offense, I think is going to be pretty electric. Uh, the the transfer portal definitely did them well. Uh, what side are you on here and why? Both teams hit the transfer portal hard. So, you know, the, the theme usually, because I will watch like three games in the off season, Anita for every team, their best performance of the year, a game where everything went wrong. And then usually a tight conference game, and then also the spring games. I would have leaned Florida State coming into this game, but you know what? Sometimes when you study film, you see some things. I'm a former college quarterback. As good as Jordan Travis is, I think Jaden Daniels is a little bit better passer. When he gets on a roll, he can hit on eight, nine, ten in a row, and he can throw the ball right on the money. And also maybe a little bit better passer. And that's taking, you know, nothing away from – Jordan Travis, he's also, like I said, a good runner, both these guys. In the game last year, Brian Kelly, first game as a head coach for LSU, I thought he made some tactical mistakes that cost his team maybe 7 to 10 points. And um, Florida State last year got to face five backup quarterbacks. You won't see that happen too often. I, I like the over best, over 56 and a half points. I also like LSU here, 34-30. Interesting. Maybe a yep. bottle of wine in one of our futures. That's for sure. Let's talk about Penn State going up against West Virginia. Penn State favored by 20 and a half. The over-unders at 49. I don't necessarily have a play here. Do you? I do. And, and I think Penn State's by far the more talented team. Penn State might be just a small step below Michigan and Ohio State. The question marks are quarterback and also defensive backfield. So I think they're going to take their time with a young quarterback. They want to use their two stud running backs and and run on West Virginia. But West Virginia is not a great defense. They do one thing well. They stop the run. In games against ranked opponents last year, they just gave up 120 rushing yards and only 3.5 yards per carry. And on offense, you know, with the new rules, you know, they're not stopping the clock on first down. So there's going to be probably eight or nine less plays per game. West Virginia likes to run the football. I have this kid named C.J. Donaldson. He's from Miami Gulliver Prep, same high school as Sean Taylor. Mm -hmm. So I went and saw him. I remember him in high school as a tight end, and I was impressed with him. But whoever the recruiter was for West Virginia that switched him to tailback, I think that they were, they hit on something. He's 6'2", 240. Now, if you look at his stats, nothing special. 526 yards last year, eight touchdowns, but he averaged six yards a carry. He was banged up most of the year. He's healthy. I think he might be one of the top ten running backs in college football. He is that underrated here. Also, West Virginia, Neil Brown, needs to win six games, and he plays and gets his team up 
when they are a double-digit underdog. In fact, they're 4-0 in his tenure as a double-digit dog. I think Penn State's going to win 30-20, to but the Mountaineers cover. I love it. Uh, let's talk about Michigan and East Carolina. Um, you know, no Harbaugh. Uh, offensive coordinator more. I, I might be a little bit even more concerned that he's not going to be in this game, but Michigan's still favored by 36. Uh, the over-under is at 51 and a half. I, 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 like, I, like, I like EC in this game. I'm leaning towards them. Are you? So when I started studying this game, I loved East Carolina. They come off an 8-5 and five season. They beat Coastal Carolina in a bowl game. 53-29. They beat UCF. They beat BYU. And they played number 13 North Carolina State at the time. They lost by one point, 21-20. My eyes were lighting up. And then I started studying the personnel coming back. They only returned 10 starters. They lose a four-year starter at quarterback, Colton Aylers, a running back that had almost 1,500 yards, Keaton Mitchell, no one talked about him. They lost nine of the 13 top tacklers. And if you want to stop Michigan, you got to stop that downhill running. Blake Quorum is dangerous once he gets to the next level. And East Carolina, the three linebackers are 200, 210, and 220 pounds. Wow. That's not going to get it done here. Sometimes it's about a matchup. I like Michigan here, 49 to 7. Interesting. So now yeah. two games, we're on the opposite side, Lee. That's it not happens. like us. It happens. It, That's why the first week, Anita, with so much change in the transfer portal, I used to go big first week out of the gate because it was pretty much the same team. There's some teams that have four or five new starters from the transfer portal on either side of the ball. I mean, it's you got to take your time this year. You got to at least watch one game. I hear you. I hear you. Let's talk about UNC going up against South Carolina. UNC favored by two and a half. The over-unders at 64 and a half. Yeah. I'm seeing that a lot of smart money is uh, is on the under, but a part of me loves the over. I don't know about you. I love Drake May. Drake May is my, it's my huge college crush. I'm all over <laughs> this young man. I think he's going to be the number one pick in next year's NFL draft. I think he's otherworldly. So, you know, in this game, you've got two good quarterbacks against two subpar defenses. I'm yeah. actually leaning towards the over here. What's your play in this matchup? So I love both quarterbacks also. But here's the difference between them both. Drake May can run when things don't work out. He had 698 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Spencer Rattler, just 46. Spencer Rattler, if you remember from Oklahoma, and you see it at times, he finished the year strong, but at times he tries to fit the ball into tight windows. He had 12 interceptions last year. Drake May, only seven. So Drake May, as long as his young receivers uh, really start blossoming, he develops a connection with them, I think he is going to be the number one pick. Also, South Carolina lost. Their star running back, Marshawn Lloyd, he hit the transfer portal. They lost 7 of 11 on the defense. At the end of the year, South Carolina was a much better team than North Carolina. But their defensive line and linebackers are just not at SEC level. You saw what happened a team like Florida. They didn't have a good defense. 
they couldn't even stop a third and fourth string quarterback. So uh, South Carolina, I know, won that 2021 Mayo Bowl, 38-21. But this weekend, it's all about revenge, revenge, revenge. Give me the Tar Heels, 38-27. I love it. Like I said, uh, the more games that UNC can win, I think the more conversation Drake May will be in in regard to the Heisman, which, by the way, do you play a lot of futures bets when it comes to uh, to college football? Have you gone to the window in regard to a Heisman Trophy so or national, I, national champion yet? I, I really don't play that. I play overs and unders. I, I For some reason, I've not had success when I used to do it 10, 15 years ago. It's not, you know, in-game betting I'm not great at. you got to stick with what you do best. I'm really good at overs and unders as far as uh, team totals, as far as – and also – uh, division winners in the NFL. So uh, probably my strongest play is Jacksonville. I think they were like minus 155, minus 160 to win the division. They could win that division by three or four games. So uh, you got you to gotta stick with what you do best. I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to throw two college games your way. Just okay. want to get an idea of if you're on the same page here. TCU going up against Colorado. TCU favored by 20 and a half. I know they lost a lot of players this year in the NFL draft, but I still coach prime as we like to call him now new offensive line. I still like TCU's quarterback uh, Chandler Moore Morris coming in. I'm going to lay the points with TCU. Uh, how, how much, how much faith are you? Um, how much stock are you putting into Colorado now that, that Dion is the head coach? Not much, you know, and here, here's the thing. When you, roll over a roster that much. We're not talking about 30, 40, 50. We're talking about 60 to 65 of the 85 players. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to work out well here. Miami tried it last year. They probably had 45, 50. There's a few other teams have done it. You know, just getting everyone on the same page, you're going to have holes and 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 they're going to have weaknesses that other teams are going to exploit. Uh, I, I just think the TCU is that good. I think that their coaching staff is going to want to make a statement and tell coach prime you you know these coaches they put in 15 20 years just to become and have a chance to be a head coach someone just you know coming out a year or two being a division one head coach they don't like that and uh i think tcu is still pretty good here you know they, they bring over a starting running back from alabama uh another starting receiver from alabama and georgia i think that uh, tcu is loaded here i think tcu wins big this is my my biggest release of the weekend. I have won in this game here, 55-17. Yeah, I really like TCU as well. Uh, you know, again, just laying 20 and a half. Last but not least, give me UCLA. I'll lay the 14 and a half of, over Coastal Carolina. I think they're a sleeper this season. Yeah. Um, I, 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 think, I think they're going to come in, their defense, they're going to have a, a lot of physicality. Um, I, I just I just think a lot of people I, and and it's OK. Like a lot of times we've heard this before. Right. Coaches love flying under the radar. It's all about yeah. USC. It's all about Lincoln Riley. It's all about Caleb Williams out there um, on the uh, on the West Coast. And, yeah. and I think people are really sleeping on UCLA. I'll lay the 14 and a half against Coastal Carolina. What say you? I, I agree with you. Carson Strong, who comes over. Uh, from the uh, from the Mac, uh, he was the best player in the Mac last year, and he is going to be a beast. You know, he had over fifteen hundred yards, and he missed some action. He missed parts of a couple games. So, 
Uh, they were able to plug what holes they needed to. If they had DTR, you know, they might be in the, in the talk for a national title or at least getting to the playoffs. So um, they're a team that's under the radar. So uh, they're going to be really good. Lee, you rock. Always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Uh, let our listeners know exactly where can they find you? How can they find you? Um, I always say I, I think you're, you're one of the best when it comes to college football. Um, well, I appreciate around the time. it, Anita. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Check out the website. Uh, we're celebrating our 30th anniversary in business. Uh, brand new website. Got a bunch of different features. Uh, you want to see some videos of some other games or some other big games going on around the country, Ohio State, Indiana, Washington's playing Boise State. Check out those videos at ParamountSports.com. And we do it all. UFC, baseball, hockey, basketball, football. Number one the last couple of years at Covers.com. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. Love it. Lee, thank you so much. Really do appreciate you. I want to thank Lee Sterling for joining us. Tonight on Weekend Wager, uh, Fat Jack, uh, professional handicapper as well, talking some NFL with him a little bit earlier on the show. And, of course, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network stopped by. Uh, great week one, getting you ready for, of course, uh, college football this weekend. And, uh, and we're with you throughout the NFL season and college season every Friday night. You'll be able to tune in to Weekend Wager right here on 98.7 ESPN, getting you ready for college football, NFL, uh, and everything in between. So really excited about that. I want to thank Tom and Julian, our producers tonight, uh, for helping us with the show. Uh, I'm back with you tomorrow morning, or really tomorrow afternoon, uh, at high noon. I'll be with you from noon to 3. Uh, Joe Wiz will join us. We'll hear from Heather Dinich as well, getting us ready uh, for college football and uh, just an overall view of all that's coming up uh, this uh, this season. A lot of hot topics, a lot of big storylines, and um, and we'll talk Giants and Jets tomorrow as well. Yankees and Yankees and Mets. So again, with you tomorrow afternoon, Saturday from noon to three, and uh, and just kicking off a really exciting Labor Day weekend. As we know, can you believe it? Labor Day weekend. And then we head straight into Thursday night will be the first game this season of the NFL going Kansas City and the Detroit Lions. Uh, it's going to be so fun. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to Weekend Wager tonight. Really do appreciate it. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.